Hi, I'm Maggie Hackett. And I'm Mary Frances Galandri. And you're listening to Between, Between the, the Bookends, Book which is a weekly um, a podcast series about two young writers and their experiences. This week's episode is plotting a timeline. So we're just kind of going to go um, a little bit in depth about um, timing in, in a book and um, I guess different time periods and ways that a time flows. And pacing. Book. Yeah, pacing, perfect. Yeah, I think, I think time in a book is one of the hardest things to keep track of, to be completely honest with yes. you. Yes. Particularly if your book doesn't move at a particularly fast rate. Mm -hmm. I'm like losing my days, like, oh. I'm like, is, was it Friday? Yeah, exactly. exactly, I hate that. That's exactly what I do. I always lose my days of the week. Me too. But um, this episode, we're definitely going to be focusing on giving some helpful hints as to creating a timeline for your book, if that's the way you choose to organize, or if you're more of a fly-by-the-seat-of-your-pants kind of writer, just how to keep your day yourself focused. Yeah, and that's uh, very important since you want to make sure that, you know, obviously time isn't flying by really weird in your book unless you're writing like a sci-fi novel or a time travel novel or something like that. But even then, you still got to keep your dates straight. Yes. Because that's very important. Because you don't want to confuse your reader as much as you confuse yourself sometimes. Yeah. I know that um, a lot of books that I read, because I read a lot of um, historical romance novels, they do like different um, either years or months, which is very helpful because it can give you an orientation of how much time has passed. Mm -hmm. I know that can happen at the beginning of a chapter or even the beginning if, there's, if the book is separated into parts. Yes. They can do that, which is wonderful. I know one of my books, um, first of all, it takes place in, I think, ancient Greece or Rome. I haven't looked at it in a while. But um, that book starts off with the girl who is, like, it, it tells like a little story of her childhood. Um, and then, like, the main um, trauma that was in her childhood. And then it kind of jumps into um, present day, which is... Um, essentially when she's an older woman and uh, so it, 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 it's kind of like uh, how to keep that straight like it's kind of um, how Mary Fran was saying like you section a book off into two different sections so that's kind of what I did in that book um, where it started off as like one age and then you jump several years later to another time period essentially but um, still in the general I guess era of ancient times. So that's also important to keep that kind of separate and straight. Um, but it's also a really fun, uh, interesting way to start off a book, to have flashbacks or put insight into your character's past and then jump forward and see what happens in the future. I think that's 100% accurate. Um, I know for my book currently, um, timelines are huge. For the book Dreams, timeline is like probably one of the most important elements of the entire plot because the story is a saga and it takes place over the course of 40 years. So we're doing a lot of jumping back and forth in time. But what I've done is I've actually, um, when I was, um, I did a lot of planning for the story. I did almost, a, probably almost two years of planning before I actually wrote the book of getting my information together and staying like settled. So I wrote, excuse me, I wrote out an original timeline of basically when I wanted everything to happen. So I have that timeline like on file in my book in Scrivener, which has a lot of really good organizational structure. So I have that timeline and I can just go and refer back to it. 
and kind of even and sometimes I can change I change the timeline as I go a little bit yeah sometimes that happens you just get a little flexible with it but it is always good in my opinion to have like something at least kind of written out you don't like it can be in your outline it can be whatever but just having something rough in front of you I would just always write down a few big points in your book and like the rough time space in between and then you can kind of fill in the gaps between there but for my book timing is huge I actually um noticed I've been at the beginning of every chapter writing the date and the character that's very a good idea I gotta get definitely gotta get more organized with time especially because sometimes I won't have time to write in my books for a while and I'm like where the heck did I just leave off (laughs) so um I gotta be very careful with that when I'm going back to a book I haven't looked at in a while um like I said I usually don't jump between books as I'm finishing one book because I'm stubborn and I want to finish the book before I move on um but that's very important because like I said before you don't want to confuse your readers and you don't want to confuse yourself with what the heck's going on so it's very important to keep time straight and that's definitely something I have to work on as a writer yeah just with dreams I know dreams for me is what has been one that's been It's easily been one of the most challenging books I've ever written because it's out of my genre, but it's also a lot more intricate of a novel in general because there's a lot more characters involved, and the timing is huge to the book. Very. Because you're trying to write in a whole different atmosphere. Because right now, in in the way I'm writing, I am flipping between 2016 and 1977. Very big difference. A lot happened between then and now. (laughs) And particularly with the characters, a lot has happened. Mm Mm-hmm. And I'm writing in the perspective of four different characters. And that's also very challenging, which we'll probably discuss in another um, podcast. What's and what's really challenging is I'm writing about the character I'm writing about the characters and I'm writing Steve is my main character. And Steve I'm writing Steve in nineteen seventy seven and I'm writing Steve in two thousand sixteen. And that is the weirdest thing you will ever do in your life. Like, you're seeing that character at two different points in life. And all the changes that have happened in their lives. If the characters changed at all. Sometimes characters don't change. But I've actually, I think a good character usually does. I've been reading, actually, a really great book, Maggie, and I think I'm going to lend it to you after I'm finished. Oh, yeah. I'm definitely. reading this um, writing fiction series, and I'm reading character, emotion, and um, viewpoint. And it was talking about like different types of characters and, and within a timeline. But these the, these books basically focus on like the craft of writing and like different aspects. Like there's one about setting, there's one about editing and revision, there's one about um, I'm losing it, plot development, and then dialogue. I think there's five books. I got them for Christmas one year. They're the best gift. But they're, they 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 do it in a really not boring way to read about it. But I think I'll have to read the plot development one because that would have gone really well with this this episode. But I just think with your with your timeline you know it's it's so integral into integral to your plot mm-hmm. it's so important to your plot it is if you don't have a time it's like well how does that you know affect your characters and you know what's going on time is everything it's you know the culture oh, it's in my book that's mm-hmm. you know it's that a big one and in your book um about Egypt or Greece, I know. Yeah, any, like, ancient culture would, you know, apply to my books. Um, Yeah. So, yeah, I mean, that's totally essential to the time period and, you know, how people would have acted, and um, sometimes I kind of take a little modern twist on that, so it's not as, like, um, ye, this, and they, that, (laughs) you know, like, so so much old-timey talk, but um, 
yeah, it's it's very essential to the culture. I know that's what I'm. I'm actually um, in my Scrivener bo- uh, binder. I'm actually um, trying to discern by time period, like clothing styles and things like that. Cause oh yeah, that's so important. Cause you gotta like I always double check which chapter I'm on and who I'm writing in the perspective of. Because mm-hmm. often that that orients me as to my timeline. Because I know that if I'm writing in the perspective of the character Emma, I know that it's in 2016 because she wasn't even alive in 1977. <laughs> she wasn't even thought of in 1977. So I, I, the good thing is I know that usually. Yeah. And there are several characters I know can tell by the time period whether or not they would be have been around. But Steve's usually where I run into issues because... He's in both time periods. He's in both time periods. And he <laughs> is the... Well, he won't be the only character in the perspectives that will be both time periods, but... It'll be a long time before another character is introduced within that past context. And like you said before, it's also very hard when you're doing, like, um, does he have a lot of flashbacks, kind of? So it kind of jumps back and forth between the past and the present. Mm -hmm. Yeah, that's um, very difficult to do as well. It's about every chapter, honestly. Yeah, I mean, uh, I'm going to look at my document really quick, actually. Like, this document, like, the current chapter I'm on is taking place... Let's find out. It's taking place <laughs> now. No, it's not. It's taking place in, on March 30th, 1977, but the previous section took place on April 23rd, 23rd 2016. So within the chapter, <laughs> I changed time periods. Yeah, sometimes even that could happen. That reminds me of like when we're talking about um, if you're talking in third person with multiple different characters and you even change between the chapters it can be very confusing as well so you got to make sure you're really on top of that and staying um you know focused with what character you're um writing about in that moment yeah as well as what time period you're in and also with time period you're also going to have like we going back to the culture thing you have to talk about the way people have talked and interacted Mm -hmm. yeah in your time time period um, like obviously in the 70s like the clothing is going to be a lot different mm-hmm. um, the way people would talk to each other the attitudes their values yeah as if I was the attitudes that. about um in particular in this book drugs and sexuality are, are very um, prevalent because mm-hmm. it was the 70s Sex, drugs and rock, rock and roll baby <laughs> literally and so these characters are very open about the things they do and you're looking at now and you're like that's totally not what we would do and that's you're just like that's kind of crazy to even think about in context but like even the rap, the music scene because this whole book is centered around the music scene the music scene is so different because of the culture their rock and roll scene was so um out there and respect but it was respected in a way like yeah even though they were room trashing and doing all these crazy things there was a respect to it i feel like now the rock genre isn't as it's not as mainstream that's what i was just thinking i was going to ask you that if that's kind of what you were running into i'm, I'm running into that yeah mm-hmm. where it's not as it's not mainstream like rock, yeah rock and I, roll, I would agree with that i would say rock and roll as we knew it is, is not in existence anymore rock and roll is more of an alternative mm-hmm. um section which is i mean it's just the evolving of the music but yeah. like i have a, a male rock star in later section in the modern section of the book and he he's kind of more of a i guess he's more inspired by like a cold play type of music or maybe like dave Grohl from the foo, foo fighters mm, um just somebody yeah. who's kind of edgy but sexy but still kind of keeps to the roots of rock and roll. Mm, yeah. But you're still showing a different type of rock star. You're not showing a guy who it's would go very different. necessarily go um, 
after the show and get stoned on a few bumps of cocaine and sleep with three different women. You know, you're not. That's not what necessarily what the rock and roll scene is anymore. It's a totally different. It's a totally different kind of thing. Mm-hmm. But I, I'm just even with the time period, I have to watch that. Yeah. With the timeline, <laughs> I gotta, I gotta, I gotta watch it. Gotta make sure like the music is correct to the time period. You know, um, mm-hmm. attitudes like we were saying is a big one. Attitudes are huge for this mm-hmm. book in particular. Yeah, and like with Steve, I have to kind of just change a little bit of how he is because he's obviously impacted by the events in between 1977 and 2016 Mm -hmm. there are some huge events in between there oh yeah and i can't tell you any of them because otherwise you won't read my book (laughs) but because that's the fun part but those are huge events that literally change the way he interacts uh i was actually setting up a thing today like a um character like profile for steve and there were some like interview questions and I'm not going to use them in my character profile but it really made me think about him like it was different things like what do you regret the most like what Ooh. or what's like the worst the worst thing you've ever wanted to do but never did that's a great thing for character development too and, and which I believe character development is in two weeks we're going to do character development I believe that's yes, which I'm very excited about because characters are honest characters and dialogue are my, like, my two favorite things that's but a big one yeah those are like two of my favorite parts but plot the plot obviously you have to have a plot it's huge yeah you have to have a plot <laughs> so and you, in order to do that you have to know your your time and space like even in um I guess now I'm going to switch back a little bit to my contemporary novel it ends up taking place over the course of Ooh, nine or ten months by contemporary romance. Mm. My newest one, Unbound, I'd say that's about nine or ten months. That book takes over the place, place, place over the course. But I noticed in that book, I have a much more. I had in that book, I had a much more difficult time keeping track of my time, because in contemporary romance novels, I tend not to make timelines. Yeah, because it's kind of like oh, just you don't really like think about it as you're writing a scene. Like oh, this many weeks have passed. Like you're not like. And, like, where they have, like, the little caption on TV, three weeks later. Like, we're not thinking that as we're writing it. We just write it. Absolutely not. And also, you're not as guided by cultural things. You're not as guided Mm -hmm. by all that. Yeah. You're just like, oh, this is taking place. And you don't, I don't even necessarily think about it when I'm writing it. Like, how long does this particular book take the place over the course of? I never think about that. I'm just like, oh, it's however long the characters need to do whatever they're going to do. Yeah. But a lot of times my romance novels take place over the course of, of... length although i would say um helen heels only was like three months when they were getting getting engaged i'm like what now i'm looking back i'm like okay well hey some people do <laughs> i mean it, it, and of course that depends on the relationship mm-hmm. but i mean I, I looking back i wish i'd kind of um done more timeline stuff and i think in the future i'm going to look more into definitely doing some better outlining as far as times at least writing like a rough timeline yeah. which i guess is kind of like an outline but all I'm just writing is a few key events. I still am using it just to guide me. Because, like you and I have been talking about, we don't really do sh- but specifically strict outlines. Yeah. <laughs> but uh, <laughs> we don't really do specific outlines, but we kind of just, we know some big events that are going to happen. Yeah. I just think that's, for me, that's an easier way to write. Yeah, me too. It's, it's, time is very hard, but it's so essential to making a novel work. It is. It's a hundred, you need it. Mm-hmm. You need it. And, I mean, 
it and and also even when you're reading a book like even I notice like I'm reading the historical now and they've done such a good job orienting me on time because it's taking place in the old west and they're ta- they were traveling west from oh that's another thing too with travel which I'll kind of discuss a little later go ahead. yeah but <laughs> yes um I yeah but traveling and you're sitting there thinking about it because you know now we can fl- hop on a plane and fly across the mm-hmm. country in so many hours. And these people, it's like, oh, you know, it'll take me a month to get to yeah. Nevada. I'm like, okay. Depends on, like, you know, I guess if it was Old West, could, could be, like, buggy, could be on horseback, could be walking, you know, just... And then you got to think of, you know, like, I was kind of talking about, I use maps a lot to orient myself mm-hmm. um, place-wise. Yeah. So... Well, like, even yeah. you, today, you and I were doing some stuff with time with my book, Dreams, um... I was trying to decide a hometown for a character for Steve, oh, my yeah. character, and we were having to look up stuff from um, the mid 1960s um, in Broken Arrow, Oklahoma, because we decided that was going to be his hometown. Yeah. But it's so hard to find all that information, like to dig back and do the historical stuff. But that's another thing about the timeline, as far as the timeline, you have to look back at the events that were going on in history. Mm-hmm. If you're going to do a novel that was set in history. It's all very helpful to look back and see what events were impacting what was going on and if those impact Im- events would have impacted your characters. I know in a previous episode I mentioned that um, some of the events that are going to hugely mark my characters' lives are going to be the deaths of musicians that were important to them, such as like the death of Elvis will be a huge deal mm-hmm. in the book, and the death of John Lennon will be a big deal because those would both be artists that heavily influenced these characters. But as far as a timeline, those are things you might want to mark down within your timeline. You almost may want to have, if you're writing a historical novel, write down some key events that may have impacted your characters through time. Mm-hmm. Just some things that really happened that really would smack your characters in the face. True. In a a way. Because I think those events are going to be really integral. Another one is, I I mentioned it, I know in a previous episode, would be the Wonderland murders, which happened in the Hollywood Canyons in 1981. My characters are going to live in the canyons. So these murders would have had an impact on their sense of security, sense Mm -hmm. of safety, as well as um, their view on drug culture. So I think those kinds of things are just really important to know. Definitely. There's just going to be a lot of things within the 70s and 80s in historical context that I'm going to need to make sure I'm up on. Like, mm-hmm. even the types of drugs that the characters would have been using. Like, True. Like, what's been popular during that particular time. Because back then, I mean, yeah, prescription drugs would have been a thing, but not as much as, like, now where it's prescription drug abuse, um, mm-hmm. mainly. Or, but it would have been um, co- cocaine. I mean, cocaine yeah. was a huge drug. And I think, wasn't like roofies like illegal back then? Yeah. Uh, yeah. I think yes. it was because, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> well, oh, I won't go into that. Never mind. <laughs> that's okay. But like another thing that would have been bigger back then would have been like quaaludes and sleeping pills mm. and things like that. Those were much more prevalent, like that type of thing. But, um,. I know um, in the music industry in particular, cocaine was king. Yeah. Every musician did cocaine. I mean, you watch any documentary about a band in the 70s. Oh, we were all using cocaine. We were doing a few bumps just to get some ideas going. (sighs) So you have to kind of know that that was just what you did. And you smoked pot and you drank and you combined it all. And Mm -hmm. it was okay. Or it was, I shouldn't say that. It was accepted. And then, um, but cocaine really, I think, would will be probably the most prevalent drug to appear in my book, just because it's going to really ruin some people's lives within my book, and really 
be high stakes. I mean, it's going to make people make bad choices. That's true. And then, I mean, heroin would have come in also, but I think cocaine's really going to be a primary drug. But, like, that's a, that's a time period thing. Like, snorting cocaine, obviously, back then was more what she did. Now it's more um, crack, I guess. Crack kind of came in in the mid-80s. Yeah. But, crack um, market was huge. <laughs> so those, I mean, it's just, it's just kind of going to be looking at those differences culturally. And also you got to look at who was popular and what was popular and how that impacts your characters. And that's just more timeline. It's almost more into our research, which we discussed yes, a few weeks ago. a lot into and our research. And um, These are definitely things you might want to be considering when you're creating a timeline. That reminds me too, like, um, I mean, basically anywhere you start your book, whether it be ancient times or mm -hmm. modern times, you're gonna have to look at like also like political figures and leaders because mm -hmm. that also really mm -hmm. affects, um, you know, how people behave, the laws during the time period, mm -hmm. um, like how the justice system was run. I know that was particularly important in one of my books, mm -hmm. um, but things like that that would be crucial to the way people acted you know like are they under a dictatorship or something where everybody's really fearful and um hush hush about government affairs and um all of that i mean the political atmosphere will play a certain kind of role in my book yeah it will but i'm gonna try to not go into it because it it'll be it would blow too much of the pot but it, the, fa the fact that part of the story will take place in the reagan era will play a huge role because I mean that was generally a considered a pretty good time in, in America the Reagan era although there was a lot of different things going on within at the time in the news but I think oh, midterms do, do to you they make you really tired <laughs> yes <laughs> but um that I think is just what I think those are yeah political atmosphere is a huge one too I mean, my it won't be quite as prevalent in my story, except for some of the legislation and laws mm -hmm. um, regarding um, certain um, diseases. But uh, I think that will be that'll be definitely interesting. And also another thing I, I that I'm, it's going to impact mine is the um, interaction of the LGBT community. Mm. That's going to be huge in my book because you're going from a time in the music industry when there were closeted gay individuals or lesbian individuals and people in the in the business knew but they it wasn't public and then you're going to go to a time in the business where people come out publicly I think that's going to be a huge flip yeah definitely I know I know you rem I remember you saying like there was one celebrity in particular that was like one of the first to come out or something did you ever tell me that Maybe it was a while ago, but it must I don't have know. been a while ago. Um, but yeah, that would have been like really influential to help other people, you know, step out. But I think those types of characters are also going to be popping up in my book, like those types of people that, um, those types of like just those types of little cultural things, mm -hmm. cultural norms. That's enough. That's it. That's what I'm looking for. Cultural norms that have changed. Like yeah, like shifting beliefs even. Like the LGBT community. Mm -hmm. Like. You're going to look at, like, there's going to be scenes in my book that takes place at Studio 54, which was probably the biggest discotheque that um, ever existed in New York. 
and obviously disco was a big thing in the gay community the underground gay community <laughs> and uh, mm -hmm. so you're gonna see some of that but it was so different back then the problem is it was so based on um, promiscuity because it had been so there been so much oppression that when these individuals finally had the chance to be open in a public place there was just there seemed to be more of an opportunity for promiscuity Mm -hmm. And uh, that's going to have to be a part of, that's also a part of my story that actually will be reflected because um, free love helped with that as well. Because everybody's like, oh, let's just try whatever. <laughs> um, and they did. <laughs> and then that result, I mean, the problem is even but with that, there are, there are consequences mm -hmm. to that. And uh, some of my characters pay those consequences. It's true. But that's more timeline stuff. I mean, that's just that's that's really period stuff. I mean, yeah. But uh, yeah, that's gonna be. I mean, I think that's what I'm loving about dreams, and I'm I'm really glad I get to talk about this right now. You know that that I that this Definitely. is what we're doing. This. Like your book is so like relevant to this um, topic right now. I mean, every book has timelines, obviously. Some more that some more um, important and more that you have to pay attention to than others. But <coughs> definitely like. <coughs> and you're discussing a time period that's so, like, crucial to the shaping of, like, part of American history. Mm -hmm. And, well, I'm sure other places around the world, but, um, well, you're writing in America, so, um, I'm saying that. Yeah. Um, but it's, it just, it, yeah. <laughs> it's just, it's relevant. I mean, and I think it's just, I mean, I, I just think it's just going to be one of those novels about the human condition. Which is what fiction novels are all about. Mm -hmm. They're all about being, mainly, being about being, being human and the types of decisions you have to make through your life. Mm -hmm. And I thought that was interesting. I mean, and, t and time is a big part of that. The maturity of the character is a part of that. And that comes with time. Mm -hmm. so. And even aging. So Aging is a good one. Well, I guess um, to kind of wrap up our little section, let's gi let's give a few tips to people about timelining and plotting. Well, plotting your timeline, I should say. Yeah. So, Maggie, what would be one of your top tips? Um, I would say first of all, know what <laughs> what time you're writing in. Um, <laughs> that's a big one. Don't um, confuse yourself. If you know, like specifically in your book, you're going to shift between flashbacks or time periods. Make sure you make a note of that and write that down or even write like specific scenes like where you're gonna flip-flop into that um, so that you don't get confused or you're like, oh shoot, I should have written that instead of that um, or you're writing in the completely different wrong time period. So just, I would say pace yourself and know um, where you're at in a novel and just try and keep track of it. I think going along with what Maggie said, um, definitely, um, no if you're going to write in a time period, know your time period. Um, you don't have to be entirely accurate because that's the excitement of fiction, mm -hmm. but try to stay as accurate as you possibly can. Um, I know it I mean, things aggravate me sometimes mm -hmm. when things aren't accurate or something is a fact. You need to uh, make sure you're fact checking. Yeah. Because um, if you're going to use um, historical events in the context of your story, which I know I'm going to be doing, you just have to make sure you know your stuff, and I—that's I, what I've been doing. I've been making sure I know my stuff, and I—that I know information. Like that's why I was double-checking information today. Um, so just make sure you're aware of your um, of where your story's taking place, and do make notes and take good notes. And definitely, if there is some parts in your story that you, when you know they're taking place, 
keep like a lot note it doesn't have to be extensive just write down if it's for me it's i'm doing break i broke it down by year oh yeah that's a great idea so i broke it down by year so that's what i did and i just made little notes they weren't big deal they just they helped guide me so the problem is i only made notes up until the year 1988 because that's originally <laughs> when i thought the book was going to end so i'm going to have to kind of the problem is there's not much that happens in the book between 1988 and 2016. I mean, plot-wise for me, for my story, there's not much that happens in that period. So I'm going to have to work on maybe filling in some of that gap. But I know th that's pr those are probably my biggest tips on timelining. Yeah, I know. Um, basically, like, just try and keep organized. You know, like we were talking about... Um, planning guides and all the stuff like that um, for when you're outlining your book. Just try and keep organized and um, I know I gotta get better with this but when I'm writing within a really short time span or even like within the course of a few days, a few weeks, I, I gotta get better at um, knowing when that scene is taking place or when that event is happening. If I say something's gonna happen on Thursday and then it's like well, what day is it now? <laughs> Try and keep better uh, track of that um, as well as I'm writing. I agree with that. Well, I guess we're going to wrap it up a little bit. Yeah. Uh, uh, do we know next week's episode? Next week's episode, I think we should do covers. That would be fun. We were just um, in Barnes & Noble today, and we were having a fun time, like, analyzing the covers. We're like, ooh, look at that pretty cover. Ooh, look at that title. So it was fun. <laughs> so next week we're going to do... Um, I don't have a great title for this yet but we're going to focus on creating a great cover for yeah. your story because I think um, despite that being a pro part of your process that happens later I sometimes think um, creating a mock cover early on can help keep you inspired as you write your book definitely I love doing that in Photoshop I just love to sit yeah, and play so fun and for me I've actually my mock covers usually turn out similar to what I have what I use end up using with my cover designer so that will be next week's episode um we're still waiting on some of those, some uh, questions for us. Thought-provoking questions. <laughs> so <Please. laughs> if you do have um, any questions, submit any questions you have to our ask box at betweenthebookends.tumblr.com. Um, I did get a little more updated on our episodes. Yeah. <laughs> I was having some issues with uploading, so they should all be up on our Tumblr now. Um, so be sure to check those out and take a listen. And... Um, we will be getting I will be getting more interactive on our Tumblr page, so be sure to follow us and keep us keep checking us out. Yeah. Um I look forward to it. Current reading. Maggie, are you still reading the murder house? Still reading the murder house. <laughs> and I am still reading and I remembered the name of the book this time. This is good. I am still reading Outlaw Hearts. Oh. That's I, cool. Yeah. Um, Do Not Forsake Me is the sequel and I mistook that book. I just haven't, I, I mistook the book because they have similar covers. But the, the name of the book I'm reading is Outlaw Hearts. But I'm also reading um, characters, emotion, and viewpoint, which is a book in the writing fiction series, and that's kind of interesting too. So I'm reading for pleasure, and I'm also reading a little bit for um, the craft of writing. Yeah. Which is a little fun. Well, thank you again for listening to us. We love doing this for you guys, so mm -hmm. we hope you're enjoying this series as much as we are. Um, so, until next, next week, you'll find us between the bookends. Ends.